Today is Saturday, September 18th, and this is the Week 2 Preview Show. My name is Stefan Siggs, and I will be your host this evening. We are charging into week two here. Very excited for the week two matchups. Uh, I'm coming down off of a little bit of a high. Uh, just uh, watched uh, my Gators take on Alabama just a little bit ago. That game ended, and uh, it was a heck of a game, but... We didn't get it done, so my enthusiasm may be lacking a little bit as I head to this breakdown, but I'm going to give it the best shot I got. Um, and we're going to start off with who's Justice Beaver against the Etlians. A disclaimer here real quick. As I talk about these games, the Thursday night game has already happened. So that will go into account in terms of the point spread, the projected win, and all that jazz, yada, yada, yada. I'll bring up the players who have already played since we're here. So here we go. Who's Justice Beaver is 1-0. The Etlians 0-1. The Etlians are now favored to win this matchup by about 8 points. Who's Justice Beaver has already gotten... Love from Antonio Gibson, 9.3 points. Um, I want to note um, Joe Burrow is taking on Chicago. Uh, Chicago's got a solid defense. And, you know, could maybe slow him down. Miles Sanders looked good last week. But San Francisco's got a much better defense than whatever Atlanta puts on the field. And Austin Eckler taking on Dallas could be huge for sure. Jarvis Landry against Houston, another good matchup. Houston's defense is surely bad. C.D. Lamb had a fantastic week one and could do it again in week two. Um, I got to give the edge to the Atlians. They look, um, again, who's Justice Beaver, not the start he was looking for from Antonio Gibson. Something I'd like to note about Antonio Gibson is the man averaged five over five yards a carry. And yet, only saw 13 carries. And I wonder why Washington didn't turn around and hand him the ball more often. Um, long season, you know, hopefully we, we can turn that around going forward. I have no, absolutely no idea. Moving on, the Melon Heads are 0-1 and are currently a 14-point underdog to Team Thick Dicks, who is also 0-1. Uh, the Melonheads have already gotten 14.4 from Darius Slayton, who looks to be like the Giants' number one receiver. And he started Taylor Heineke for 22 points. Solid effort. Um, for the Thick Dicks, Lamar Jackson's going up against Kansas City, who gives up yards on the ground. And Lamar Jackson could be in for a big day. Nick Chubb takes on Houston, who we've already talked about. Tennessee's defense looks pretty bad as well for Tyler Lockett. And Mike Evans is playing Atlanta. Hopefully he can turn it around for them. 
Um, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers, after whatever the heck happened on the field last week, taking on the Detroit Lions, should be in line for a big day. Uh, the Thick Knicks have the edge, 70% on sleeper, and I think they should take this one. My kids are around. You'll probably hear them. You know how that goes. Devontae's Inferno is 1-0 and is a 14-point favorite over Nick Top Greg Bottom. This is our matchup of the week, and we may hear from them in a little while. Time will tell. I'll leave you guys on the hang for that, and keep listening to the podcast and see if we hear from those two. Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. This could be a high-powered QB1 matchup between these two. Derrick Henry and Najee Harris uh, both should see a lot of touches. Uh, Kareem Hunt against that Houston team we've already talked about. And Melvin Gordon against Jacksonville. Both of those guys could be in for big days. Um, And overall, again, Devontae's Inferno, 68% favorite on Sleeper. And, you know, you got to side with the favorites. The experts uh, rank these guys where they are for a reason. And, you know, the projection is that Devontae's Inferno is going to take this one. The Long Island Beast, the biggest climbing climbing team in the power rankings after last week, is a 49.5-point favorite over the Oracle. We know the Oracle's building for the future. Good stat line from Terry McLaurin. Wasn't sure what he was going to get with Taylor Heineke. But 14 targets, 100 yards, and a touchdown is a good start for the Oracle. And the Long Island Beast got 31.46 from Daniel Jones. If Daniel Jones and the Giants can keep somehow putting points on the board, you know, Daniel Jones is not a good NFL quarterback, but in terms of fantasy, if he can put up points like that, the Long Island Beasts are going to continue to climb up the power rankings. Again, immediate return on investment with the pre-draft trade, and they should dominate this the Oracle this week. The longest yard number one team in the power rankings is taking on the DeLongles, and they are a 14-point favorite. The longest yard at 1-0, the DeLongles at 1-0. Again, you have to go with the the longest yard. I have to believe that they are the best team, and they're going to be favored, and they should win every week, barring huge disappointment. And this is no different this week. And finally, our last match, Forever on Clean, at 0-1, is a 21-point favorite over 0-1, Austin 316. Austin 316 had a disappointing week last week. Um, his, His projected point total is going to change as Josh Jacobs is still in his lineup and is not going to play this week. That's a big blow for Austin 316 because Jacobs is a guy who can see a lot of touches. And Forever on Clean, again, had a disappointing week as well last week against the number one team in the power rankings. But his team is solid, and I look for them to turn it around this week. And a 75% favorite on Sleeper, I expect that to, to come to fruition and Forever on Clean to get a big victory this week. So that was the week one breakdown for me. We should be hearing again from Blake Bottles in a little bit. Got a little scheduled talk with him in a little while. Um, So that's the week one breakdown. Now I want to do a new segment. I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is what I'm betting on. 
This is going to be a new segment that I'm going to do um, this week, maybe every week. No clue. Absolutely no clue. I don't have this kind of money normally, but I put $10 down. This week on on BetMGM, um, on a, on a, a five-game parlay, I'm trying to hit all five, turn $10 into $253. And so anyway, here's what I'm betting on. I'm betting on Green Bay to cover 11.5 versus Detroit. I think they're going to smash Detroit after last week's debacle. I think it's going to be ugly. They're going to hit them early and often, 38-10 to 10 Green Bay. The next thing I'm taking, I'm taking Kansas City to cover 3.5 versus Baltimore. This is another situation. I think Kansas City is going to dominate this game, and it's going to get ugly. And we're going to see the Ravens fall at 0-2. The next thing I'm betting on, Tennessee getting 6.5 versus Seattle. I think Tennessee is going to cover most of their games. I would say over the past three years, 80% of their games are are last-second field goals, last possession. And I think Tennessee is going to turn it around. Last week was very disappointing. And I think they're going to shock Seattle and the rest of the NFL. And they're going to, at the very least, cover this 6.5-point spread. Next, I did a couple over-unders. I'm taking under 43 points for the Pats versus the Jets. And I'm taking over 45 points for the Broncos and the Jaguars. I'm Stefan Siggs, and that's what I'm betting on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Welcome, Devante's Inferno and Nick Top Greg Bottom into our matchup of the week segment. Hey, what's going on there, Stephon Siggs? This Devontae's Inferno. I'm going to take it real hard to Nick Top Greg Bottom this week. He's not going to know what hit him, that's for sure. Hey there, uh, Stephon Siggs. I'm Nick Top Greg Bottom. I'm really looking forward to this week. I'm really looking forward to taking it to him. And uh, I think my team really has an edge this week. And I think we're going to come out on top. That's for sure. Okay, so Devontae's Inferno coming into this week at number two in the power rankings. You're looking pretty solid here with Russell Wilson taking on Tennessee. In the same matchup, you have Derrick Henry taking on Seattle. Are you expecting a bounce back week this week from Derrick Henry? Uh, oh, undoubtedly, sir, I think Derrick Henry's going to have a real big week this week. I think he's going to take it real hard to Seattle, like real hard. I think Russell Wilson's going to have a hard time keeping up, which is going to be good because he's going to put up a whole lot of points for me. And as we move down my lineup right here, we got Melvin Gordon taking on Jaguars. And I tell you what, them Jaguars, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't very good, that's for sure. They ain't very good at all. DeAndre Hopkins, he a man upon men. That's for damn sure. And the Minnesota Vikings, well, they ain't no damn good neither. So DeAndre Hopkins gonna have this massive game out here. Juju Smith-Schuster, I've been watching him on TikTok. He be taking on the Raiders. And I tell you what, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster, he gonna have a huge game too. Because the Raiders, tell you what, they ain't no damn good. That's for damn sure. Moving down the lineup, we got Mark Andrews. He's taking on Kansas City, and Kansas City, they ain't no damn... Well, Kansas City, they good. They good, that's for sure. But if Baltimore going to do anything good, it's going to be touchdowns to Mark Andrews. That's for dang sure. They're going to take it to Kansas City real hard, that's for sure. And I got 
I got Jamar Chase on down here, and I know you, Stephon Sex, you be talking mad shit on my man Jamar Chase, but I tell you what. He gonna put it. He gonna give it to Chicago real hard. I'll tell you that, that's for damn sure. He gonna take it real hard, to Chicago. It's gonna be sunny. And I tell you what, his man Joe Burrow. He gonna throw him damn ball. That's for damn sure. Cause I tell you what, Chicago. They playing Chicago. Chicago ain't no damn good. That's for sure. Corey Davis looked damn good last week. He looked damn good. And I tell you what, he taking on New England. I tell you what, I tell you something about New England. They ain't no damn good. That's for sure. So I tell you what, Sterling Shepard. He already hit 17.5 points. He already got 10 targets, 94 yards. He's a real man. I tell you what, he played Washington. They lost. They lost to the guys because the Giants ain't no damn good. But Sterling Shepard, he gets it done. That's for sure. That's real sure. Kirk Cousins, he going to be playing from behind because they be taking on the Cardinals. And I tell you what, the Cardinals, they ain't no... Well, I guess they probably good too. They're probably good, too. They, that quarterback, nice that they got up there. He real good. I know he played for the other team, so I'm going to leave that to him. But Kirk Cousins, I tell you what, he's going to put up some massive points. That's for damn sure. He's going to give them to him real hard. That's for damn sure. Well, that's all I got for you, Stephon Siggs, on my team. That's for sure. Let's kick it over to that bitch over there and let's see what he has to say about his team. All right, so Nick Top, Greg Bottom, that's Devontae's Inferno has real hard opinion about his team. Uh, he thinks he's going to give it to you real hard. What do you think about that, Nick Top, Greg Bottom? Well, uh, I tell you what, um, Kyler Murray, he looked really good in week one, and I think he's going to do it again this week to Minnesota. Minnesota's a good team, but Kyler Murray, he's really, really good, and he's fast. He makes... Fast people look not fast. And listen, Najee Harris, I know he got off to a slow start last week, but he's really, really good. And the the Raiders are going to have a hard time stopping him up the middle because he is very, very strong and very, very fast. Kareem Hunt, he's playing the Texans, and they are not very good and it hurts me to say that because I just don't like to think that any NFL player isn't very good. So Houston, good luck this week. But Kareem Hunt's going to have a really, really big game. Keenan Allen, he's taking on Dallas. And I mean, Dallas is okay. They're not bad. But they're also not the greatest. So I think Keenan Allen's going to have a really big game. He catches a lot of balls. Justin Herbert is very talented. And Keenan Allen is going to look real good this week in his uniform. I mean, catching the ball. Next up, we have Justin Jefferson. And he's taking on Arizona. And I already mentioned Arizona. And let me tell you what. Arizona's going to be up real big, real early. And Minnesota's going to have to throw the ball. So Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, hello. Next, Javante Williams got off to a slow start last week. But Jacksonville, well, they're rebuilding. So I think Javante Williams is going to have a big week this week and turn things around against Jacksonville. Overall, I just think that my team has a real strong chance of defeating Devontae's Inferno. I know that he has a very good team, but I think my team can absolutely, 100% positively get it done this week, sir. All right, Nick Top, Greg Bottom, that's your opinion on your team. I wanted to have a draft this week, but 
Um, you two, I just know that you have some words you want to share with each other. And I think that it's more important that we get that onto the airways as opposed to a meaningless draft that overall gets us nowhere other than entertainment. But I think the two of you are very good entertainers yourselves. And I would like to you go ahead and just talk to each other and let's hear what's going to happen overall this week. Nick Top, Greg Bottom, you are the underdog in this matchup. So I'm going to give you the first word. Okay, well, uh, Devontae's Inferno, um, we have known each other for a long time. And I never really ever look forward to beating you. And I'm going to feel bad about it after. But there's not a lot I can do about it. Because my team overall is just better than yours. And it hurts me to say that because I respect you so, so much as a fantasy owner. And I think you're great. But I think you're going to go down this week. Well, Devontae's Inferno, a very nice attitude from Nick Top Greg Bottom towards you. He apparently very, very much likes you. Anything you want to say back to him? Well, listen here, Stefan Sigs and Nick Top Greg Bottom. I didn't know you for a long time. That's for damn sure. You want to know how long I've known you? I done seen you with no damn draws on. You ain't got no single hair on that ass. Stefan Sigs, I ask you, would you trust a man who don't have no damn hairs on his ass? Because I do not. And the words this man has just spit down out his mouth right there, I tell you what. No assless man's gonna beat me. Uh uh, ain't gonna happen, sir. I'm going to put it on you. Nick Top Great Bottom, I'm gonna put it on you real hard. I'm gonna put it on you so hard. You're gonna wake up in the morning, you're gonna look over to your wife, and you're gonna say, What did you do to me, baby? Because you're gonna think she done did something to you. Because you're just gonna black out from the pain and the suffering I'm gonna put up onto you. So this week, you're going to fall to 1-1, one and, one, and I'm going to move up to 1 in the power rankings right there. You know what I'm saying? So this week, Nick Top Greg Bottom, I ain't got nothing more to say. You might as well put a diaper on that damn assless ass you got, that hairless ass you got. Because you're going to be shitting at the sight of the point total I'm going to put up this week. That's what I am sure right there. Well, there you have it. That is our matchup of the week. These two personalities are going to take it to the fantasy gridiron. And we are going to see who's going to come out on top between the number two team and the number three team in the week two power rankings. Good luck, gentlemen. Welcome back into the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, you know, coming coming down off a little bit of a high from uh, college football today. But um, other than that, I'm ready for some NFL, ready to talk some NFL. And uh, I don't know, week two, man. How, how, do, how do you feel about week one? Um, my team specifically or across the board? Uh, across the board, whole NFL. Let's uh, talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought at least from um... – you know, I, I thought there was some upsets. I thought there was some very interesting things that happened in um, our league. Some uh, 
I know you and I had very similar predictions kind of about how the teams were. Um, some teams, you know, proved us wrong early week one. There's still a lot of time left. And, you know, other teams were just as advertised. Um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting week, and I'm excited for the rest of the season. Yeah, well, let's talk about the elephant in the room here. The Long Island Beast, what a show in week one. That team just came out of nowhere, and maybe we shouldn't be surprised, but high-scoring team this week, and they look good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, just to clear the air, Nelly, I never criticized your, uh, your trade. That was a good trade for uh, Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, there are some players that I had uh, question marks about, um, and, uh, you know, week one, we'll see. It's a long season. A lot can happen. Uh, week one, he certainly looked good. He just made a, a big trade to get a washed up Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, you know, that, that, that might uh, help him out a little bit this year. But yeah, certainly he made a big statement week one. He backed it up with a little shit talking and I'm excited. I'm here for it. Absolutely. I, I have high hopes for Ezekiel Elliott myself. I attempted to trade for him numerous places, got rejected all over the place, got some terrible counter offers. And so I don't have any shares of Ezekiel Elliott, but I have high hopes for him for the rest of the season. I think he's going to see a lot more volume and it's going to turn around. I think we're going to see the old Ezekiel Elliott as we move towards the, the middle of the season. Time will tell. We'll see. Yeah, we, we will see. Okay, let's get into it here. We are in the people's court. So, Blake Bottles, we're going to start it off with our matchup of the week. You got Devontae's Inferno. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, really, um, Devontae's Inferno is someone who I thought wasn't necessarily at that top tier. Week one, um, they, I mean, they they scored a shitload of points. Um you know, the roster, DeAndre Hopkins is just a PPR beast. Um, you know, Jamar Chase, I was dead wrong on him. There's all those reports that he can't catch the football. Um, he had a weird quote talking about how it's harder for him to see the ball. Um, there's all that talk about the, the Bengals uh, drafting him instead of investing in that offensive line. But uh, he made a statement week one. Um, uh, Corey, Corey Davis, I think he is, you know – weekly will get 10 targets uh i mean he looks like a fantastic pick there um and uh russell wilson like you predicted last week uh that's yeah uh let russ cook you know especially in the beginning of the year he's amazing um he's definitely going to bring it home for them yeah, absolutely. Let Russ cook. Let the man go to work. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he, he you got Derrick Henry over there on that side, and I'm sure he's looking to bounce back. And as you mentioned, those, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Jamar Chase, you and I both, brother, man, I he just blew blew me, shut me up. He shut me up pretty easily last week. And I one key player for Devontae's Inferno, who's really been shocking so far this season, is Sterling Shepard. He's seeing a lot of targets. And he's getting it done down there for the New York Giants. I'm going to move over to Nick Top, Greg Bottoms, and, and you got to start with Kyler Murray. That man is—he is very good. And Minnesota's defense was supposed to be improved, and I didn't see it last week. And Kyler Murray could put up another huge game this week. Najee Harris, a disappointing debut, but the man is going to get a whole lot of touches, and he is very talented. And I'm looking for him to carve up the Raiders this week. And, and turn things around there. And then the real key for him this week, 
for Nick Top, Greg Bottom is going to be the Houston-Cleveland matchup as he's got Kareem Hunt taking on Houston, and he's also got Brandon Cooks and Mark Ingram against Cleveland. If that game goes a certain way and those three players perform, it could be a dangerous week. Javante Williams is taking on Jacksonville, who also is not very good. You know, if, if they can get up on top early, he could see a lot more volume and hopefully turn it into some more points because last week, again, was very disappointing. Something like uh, three yards of carry, maybe. Not very good start, but I think he is in line to turn it around as well. Um, and I think Nick Top Greg Bottom could pull off this uh, this upset in our matchup of the week. <clears throat> All right, next up we have the Melonheads are at a fourteen point underdog against the Thick Dicks. Let's hear what you have to say about the Melonheads. Yeah, so um, I mean, we'll start with Dak Prescott. Um, he. He's an elite quarterback. Um, I've kind of struggled to say that the last few years, but I think at this point, I mean, he's elite. He has talent. Um, he's going to be awesome for the Melon Heads all year long. Um, you know, against the Chargers, I don't, I don't think their defense is that great. Um, I think Prescott's going to put up a bunch of points. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, that second, uh, you know, Darius Slayton had a big night, you know, um, and Taylor Heineke put up a solid 20. Like, if you could get a solid 20 out of your, your, your second quarterback, that at least puts you in the game. Um, Calvin Ridley had, you know, not not a great first week, but I, I think they rebound here. I think that was kind of, um, you know, a little fluky. Um, I look for Naeem Hines to get some work, too, against the Rams. Um, yeah, I think he has a solid shot here. Yeah, he's going to need it because Team Thick Dicks has some fantastic matchups he's dealing with. Lamar Jackson's taking on Kansas City, and they could fall behind early, but I think this could easily be a 100-yard rushing game for Lamar Jackson. Um, he's going to need it if he's going to want to keep pace with Kansas City because he just – I do not see a true receiving threat in Baltimore, even if Lamar Jackson was the most accurate quarterback, I just don't see a receiving threat worthy uh, of of him throwing to really in Baltimore. Uh, they're not impressive. He's going to have to run to keep pace with Kansas City. Nick Chubb's taking on Houston. Again, Houston's a bad defense for whatever reason. Uh, the team they played last week just decided not to run the ball. Don't want to talk about it. Um, Tyler Lockett's taking on Tennessee and uh, again, Russell Wilson early in the season is fantastic. And Tyler Lockett, you saw it last week, he gets open and Russell Wilson's going to find him. He's not the biggest guy, but especially with DK Metcalf on the other side, drawing attention, Tyler Lockett is a very good route runner. He gets open and he's going to see a ton of targets. Absolutely. Mike, Mike Evans taking on the Falcons. Another guy who had a disappointing week one, but taking on arguably the worst team in the NFL, uh, debatable with the Jaguars. But Atlanta is not very good, and Mike Evans is can can be a touchdown machine. And I think he's going to put one, maybe two on the board this week against Atlanta. And I'm going to end it up here with uh, the thick dicks with Mike Williams, who shocked the hell out of me with the number of targets he saw last week. <laughs> taking on taking on Dallas this week, 
who got just carved up by Tom Brady in week one. And Justin Herbert, he's good enough. Mike Williams looks looks to be finally breaking out. Um, it's been season upon season of him having a big game, disappearing and getting hurt. So I hope I hope to, to see Mike Williams stay solid in that lineup and continue to see that kind of volume because he's a very talented wide receiver as well. So um, the, the thick dicks, good team, and they should take take it this week. Who's Justice Beaver taking on the Etlians? The Etlians are actually now favored to win this matchup after a disappointing start from Antonio Gibson. But why don't you tell me how the rest of the team is going to pull it off this week for who's Justice Beaver? Yeah, I mean, I thought this was one of the uh, easier cases to defend this week. Um, the Etlians pretty much have all Eagles on their team. And the Eagles have what I think is a tough matchup against the 49ers defense. Um you know, I, I think a lot of Eagles fans are really excited uh, after, you know, week one. And I think they're going to be, uh, you know, a, a bit of a reality check this, this Sunday. Um, but I just look, you know, there's there's too much talent. Uh, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey, I don't really care who, who uh, you know, the Panthers are playing, what defense he's going up against. Uh, he's going to get volume and he's going to be efficient. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, uh, I mean, he just gets an incredible amount of amount of volume um you know Kyle Pitts I think he got a good amount of targets and I think those targets are only going to increase I think he's a generational type talent someone that is uh not going to take years to develop but you know maybe it takes a few weeks and I think he's going to come on and I think he's going to stay on as one of the top you know tight ends in the league for years um and Tua you know didn't look terrible last Sunday tough matchup against uh, Buffalo but I think there's a lot of opportunity for some rush yards um, you know certainly a, a, a rushing touchdown or a, a few throwing touchdowns um, you know I think he can exceed easily that uh, 19 points um, so yeah I, I have the uh, I have who's Justice Beaver uh, easily winning this game though okay compelling argument the Atlians on the other side Joe Burrow got off to a hot start last week and cooled off real quick. Taking on Chicago this week, who does have a, a pretty solid defense. Um, he's going to need to just, you know, control the game. Uh, Cincinnati appears to be much better. I liked the usage they have with Joe Mixon. That's only going to help Joe Burrow as the season goes on. They need to keep, you know, having the offense start with Joe Mixon and let Joe Burrow take those shots. You saw Jamar Chase. Um, and T Higgins on the other side as well. Both of them can get open, but you're going to have to start the game with the run. And if they can do that against Chicago this week, it should be a, a good start to the season for Joe Burrow. Um, Miles Sanders against San Francisco. You already talked about San Francisco's defense. They are a good defense. But if Philly wants to compete with them, if they want to keep pace, as I said last week as well with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, it's got to start with the run. This, you know, I just said the same thing with Cincinnati. The same thing goes with Philadelphia. It's got to start with the run, and it's got to be Miles Sanders. I know Kenneth Gainwell is is probably going to see the majority of the third down, you know, passing volume. But if Miles Sanders can sneak in some targets on the early downs and and get his carries and be efficient, he's going to have to for Philadelphia to to compete with San Francisco this week. Um, and then Austin Eckler taking on Dallas. This is pretty much right here at the meat of his lineup. This is where the money's going to have to be made with Austin Eckler and Jarvis Landry. No Odell Beckham again this week for the Browns. Landry just 
throughout his career has just seen a ton of targets and he's going to see a ton of targets again this week from Baker Mayfield. That team starts with the run. They, they are the most NFL team. They're the most NFL team in the NFL in years. <laughs> it, it, it starts with the run, the play action pass. Baker Mayfield is playing efficiently and Jarvis Landry is going to be his ex receiver. He's going to have to get it done. And Austin Eckler, a disappointing week one, kind of. He saw more more usage on the ground than it's expected, but did not catch any passes, which is very shocking. I expect him to do a whole bunch of that this week. He is arguably one of the best pass-catching running backs in the NFL. And taking on Dallas, I expect him to hit, you know, the century mark in all-purpose yards. And, uh, you know, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston absolutely had arguably the most efficient quarterbacking game I've ever seen. Five touchdowns, 148 yards, and 14 completions. If Jameis Winston can just not throw interceptions, he is an absolute steal for the Etlians. And taking on Carolina this week, I think he can do just that. So the Etlians have a very good chance of knocking off uh, a top six team this week. Okay, next matchup forever on clean is a 21-point favorite over Austin 316. We're going to put an asterisk on that because Austin 316 still has Josh Jacobs in his lineup, who again is out this week. So that will change the line. But for now, they are a 21-point underdog. Let's hear about forever on clean. Yeah, so this one I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on at all. Um I, I kind of looked uh, at, you know, Forever Unclean. They really have uh, – I think I, I overestimated them in the beginning of the season. I really just – when I look at their roster, I see just a top-heavy roster with poor depth. And uh, I don't think they're really set up to win now or later. Um, but, you know, fortunately, they're playing a barren wasteland of a roster in Austin 316. Um, I look for Justin Herbert to get back on track, Dallas's defense – Look good, you know, week one, uh, looked improved. But, you know, I think Justin Herbert, uh, great quarterback. Um, Joe Mixon, I expect him to get a lot of volume. Um, I expect him to, you know, get a lot of yards, possibly a TV, TD or two. Uh, Robbie Anderson, you know, uh, especially in the beginning of the year, it seems like, uh, you know, he, he catches one or two, uh, you know, deep balls, possibly for a touchdown a game. Um, and, uh, yeah, Marvin Jones, the uh, – Against against Denver, uh, I think I think uh, Jacksonville is going to look a little better week two. I think they're going to throw the ball even more, um, you know, like 50, 60 attempts. Uh, he'll get targets. He, he, you know, might get some production. Well, if it is 50 or 60 pass attempts for Trevor Lawrence, that's sure going to help Austin 316, who is going to have to rely heavily on the AFC South this week, which is never a good bet to make. No. But he's got – He's got Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown against Seattle. That's um, a big stack for him. And if those two can have a big week, it's only going to uh, go – it's going to go a long way in contributing to Austin 316 pulling off the upset and sticking with that trend, Trevor Lawrence. And uh, who's he have? DJ Chark. He has a Trevor Lawrence, DJ Chark stack as well. And it's the same situation you just mentioned with Marvin Jones. Um uh, as a Jaguars fan, I expect them to, to fall behind early again and abandon the run because Urban Meyer's not a good NFL football coach. And Trevor Lawrence is going to make his mistakes, but if he can 
you know, rack up the yards to throw a long touchdown or two to DJ Chark. Austin 316 could pull off this victory. Both of these teams are 0-1, and I'm sure would like to get in that win column. So if Austin 316 is going to pull it off, he's going to rely on the AFC South. Dalvin Cook, Chalk would be good for him. 20-point expectation almost. If he can do that and the AFC South can turn it around in week two, Austin 316 is going to need it. That's for sure. Okay, next matchup. Number one in the power rankings, the longest yard is a 14-point favorite against the DeLongles, who have already gotten 8.9 from Saquon Barkley. Let's hear about the number one team, the longest yard. Yeah, I mean – uh, pretty easy. The longest yard, you know, clearly has the best team until proven otherwise. Um, look, I look first and foremost at that Tom Brady matchup. We talked, you know, multiple times about how Atlanta's defense is terrible. Uh, Tom Brady's going to put up a lot of points. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Alvin Kamara, I think, is going to have a big week. Um you know, I, I think uh, Baltimore has had so many injuries. And, you know, Baltimore, I, I, I a lot of people look at them as, I think, still a contender with a really good defense. Um, I don't know if I, I see that anymore with all the injuries they've they've had. Uh, so I think Kansas City blows them out. I think Tyreek Hill has a big day. Um, and, yeah, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, first week he had a touchdown. Um, you know, everyone's predicting his he's going to blossom into this big – tight end big fantasy tight end i i'm gonna see it continue into week two and matthew stafford looked good um you know colts got carved up a little bit by uh, russell wilson and i think that trend will continue with matthew stafford this sunday fair enough but i tell you what the the longles this this team has a lot of potential this week they do um starting with san francisco Well, it looks like Stefan Siggs and Blake Bottles had a little snag in their reception. We'll call it a vacated target. So we're going to get him back on the line and finish up our talk. Hey. Hey. We got disconnected. Don't know what happened. Um, don't know what the last thing we were talking about either was because I don't know when it cut off. Um, um, cut off. Uh, you were discussing the DeLongles. Okay, so uh, the DeLongles, uh, we're just going to move on. <laughs> All right, fuck the DeLongles. Fuck the DeLongles. All right, the last matchup, the Long Island Beasts are a massive favorite against the Oracle. I will try with the Oracle, but you start us off with the Long Island Beasts. Yes, I mean, uh, the, the Pat Mahomes, Travis, Kelsey stack, I just – got done uh before it got disconnected talking about how i'm not really big on uh baltimore's defense uh they've had injuries and stuff i think kansas city blows them out i think travis kelsey and pat mahomes have a big day um you know i'm looking at leonard Fournette. i know uh ronald jones is gonna start Uh, i don't know you know i think leonard Fournette's still gonna get the most volume uh atlanta's defense is terrible uh you know he's gonna have a tremendous day Amari Cooper, you know, he went off in week one. Uh, I don't think he's going to go off every week. But, you know, he he's still going to get a little bit of volume. And I think, you know, 
Uh, the Cowboys, because Zeke is so washed, the Cowboys are going to be throwing the ball a lot because they don't have anything else to do. Uh, Cole Beasley saw a tremendous amount of targets week one. I look that for that to continue um, again. And uh, obviously Daniel Jones had a big night, 31 points. And Noah Fan, I think he is uh, transitioning, blooming before our eyes as a relevant in this league and in all leagues fantasy tight end. Uh, I can agree with that, taking on Jacksonville this week. Uh, let me uh, talk about the Oracle for a sec. Um, I'm going to start off with a bright spot. Terry McLaurin saw 14 targets this week with Taylor Heineke at quarterback and turned it into 107 yards and a touchdown. That is exactly what I was hoping to see from Terry McLaurin. I think Terry McLaurin's fantastic, and I was very concerned with Taylor Heineke at quarterback, but that is a very comforting 14 targets this week for Terry McLaurin. So that is a very bright spot for the Oracle heading into week two. Another bright spot, let me talk about uh, – there aren't many, but DeAndre Swift taking on Green Bay. Uh, again, I think Green Bay is going to blow them out, which could help A.J. Dillon see some t- some extra time on the field. But DeAndre Swift had some usage in the passing game. He's going to need to have some usage in the passing game again this week. If the Oracle wants to even sniff anywhere close to the Long Island beasts, uh, Zach Pascal had a couple of touchdowns last week, taking on the Rams. Not Not very good matchups, even with the players who had good weeks last week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, again, I don't know why he did not play really last week. I hope that he does play this week because he's very talented as well. But again, Kyle Shanahan's, he's a, he's a, seems to be a little fickle and also gets massive production no matter who he puts on the field. So if Brandon Ayuk can just get onto the field, that would go a long way in helping the Oracle figure out this week. And uh, hey, if, if Andy Dalton comes out and throws a, three picks against his former team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe Justin Fields gets onto the field. Ooh, that should, that'll be fun. Justin Fields gets onto the field. That's, and that's uh, maybe cool. then maybe then the Oracle might uh, cover the spread, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. I cannot forget to talk about Zach Wilson. That was after. Yeah, you know, yeah. Carolina sure. has a good defense, and he, he looked awful in the first half. He was composed. He came back. I watched that whole game. He made some insane throws. He looks like the real deal. He had, what, 18 or 19 points? Um, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with with that assessment. I think he looks fantastic. Uh, I don't think he can grow a beard, but as long as he can throw a ball the way he can throw a ball, there's no problems there. (laughs) He looks really good. It, It is the Jets, and he is young. I think he is the cornerstone for turning the Jets around. I I used to say the Jets were my second favorite team. I used to love them with Curtis Martin and Chad Pennington, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I would love to see the Jets turn it around. I found a Jets uh, fireman's helmet in my shed. Um, so I'll whip it out if they start winning. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Uh, that person does look good. And I, I agree. Uh, New England has a solid defense. Not great. Um if he can uh, – I'm going to talk about this for a second. In a second, I want to disclose something else after we do our buy or sell, but I think Zach Wilson's going to have a good season. I think he's going to have a good career. He's going to take his lumps, and I don't think this week is the week for, for Zach Wilson against New England. We're going to see. 
I'm rambling a little bit, but here we go. We're going to get into our buy or sell. You ready for this buy or sell? Yes. All right. Blake Bottles. Buy or sell. Joe Mixon. 91 all-purpose yards. I'm buying that. Uh, look, he had 150 last week, and, um, you know, I know this week it's a tougher opponent, but um, I just think – you know, that Cincinnati passing game, it looks like the old days with TJ, who's your mama, and Chad Ochocinco, and RIP to Chris Henry. Uh, I think it's back with Jamar T- Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. Um, that really opens up things for Joe Mixon, um, especially against a good pass rush. I think he's going to be relied upon a lot. You know, I'm buying that. We are buying Joe Mixon at 91 all-purpose yards. Elijah Mitchell. Buy or sell, 60 rushing yards. I'm going to sell that just for the simple fact. Um, I think that Eagles front seven, I'm not going to say defense necessarily, but I think their front seven is uh, very underrated. Um, and I, I, the 49ers, you know, that I think, um, while well, Mitchell, I think, is going to get enough volume, um, you know, uh, they they rotate backs a lot. They're, you, you never know who's going to have the hot hand. Um, so, just the, the risk associated with that and the fact that the Eagles, I think, do have a good front seven, um, I'm going to sell. Selling Elijah Mich- Mitchell on 60 rushing yards. Buy or sell Najee Harris, seven, 97 all-purpose yards. Yeah, I'm going to buy that. Uh, first, you know, his uh, rookie debut last week, it was it was a tough matchup. Um, I, I still He still got a lot of volume. Uh, even though it was such a tough matchup. But I look at that, uh, you know, the Raiders have a, had a good first week, but that fluky team, that was kind of a feel-good story, John Gruden, whatever. Uh, the Raiders are still a shit team. And uh, Harris is going to get a lot of volume. He's going to get a lot of early. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he might surpass this in the first half even, but I'm buying. Okay, awesome. Uh, hey, I'm with you. Najee's going to see a lot of – he's going to see the ball a whole lot. All right, Blake Bottles. Buy or sell, Alvin Kamara hits 112 all-purpose yards. Look good in week one. What do you think? Yeah, I'm buying that too. Um, you know, certainly get some volume in the rush game, but I think the pass game, I think this week, Winston comes back to earth a little bit. Um, I think he's going to struggle, and I think he's going to rely heavily on Kamara in the pass game. Um, so I'm buying. Buying Alvin Kamara 112 yards. Last buy or sell, this man looked pretty good in week one, 121 yards. What do you think this week? Antonio Brown, buy or sell, 70 receiving yards. I'm buying that too. I think, uh, you know, Antonio Brown is becoming Brady's go-to guy, his most trusted and relied upon. And listen, I mean, it's still Antonio Brown. I know he had his off-the-field troubles and everything like that. Off the field, he seems not like the greatest guy. On the field, I think, you know, he's still an incredibly hard worker. Uh, he looked great week one. He looked great last week. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to get a lot of volume. He's going to get the opportunities. We are buying Antonio Brown at 70 receiving yards. That was buy or sell. That was our week two preview. Blake Bottles, thank you again for coming on with your expertise Again, an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait for week two. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. 
All right, my friend, we'll have you on again soon. That's for sure. All right, bye. See ya. That was the week two preview show. Very excited for more football tomorrow. You'll probably hear this in the morning, so it's today. Whatever. My name is Stefan Siggs. This was the KOLL podcast. Kanye, don't sue me.